0: I can say from experiencing COVID or any market downturn that typically that shines such a big light on either HR or your function to look at areas where you really need to focus on improvement. And certainly COVID did this for us to know that we need to do a better job, um, moving talent and moving talent more quickly, and being transparent with our opportunities um, so that we can come out of these types of downturns more successfully.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Talent Experience Live, uh, your weekly look at all things HR, uh, talent management, talent acquisition, employee evolution, and of course, our favorite HR tech. We are coming to you live on all of your favorite social media platforms, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Um, so if you haven't already, definitely subscribe. We air every thursday at noon however we're constantly pushing out great content uh, throughout the week so definitely subscribe and of course this is live so we love the interaction with all of our viewers feel free to sound off in the comment section make your voice heard uh, after all that is what makes t- txl or Terrestrial experience live so special um, today i am joined by my lovely co-host natalie mcknight natalie how are you
2: Good, Devin, how are you?
1: I am I am doing well. Uh, we've we've gone through uh, what feels like 100 episodes at this point, but uh, I think we're on five or six now and constantly coming up with exciting new topics. And I know we have another one today. Uh, so what exactly are we speaking of?
2: Yeah, so this week we're going to be talking about gigs. Um, and when you think about gigs and the gig economy, if you just do a quick Google search, it's really, you know, the context of companies like Uber and Postmates and DoorDash and kind of that, that side hustle um, that everybody's been talking about for the last few years. But what we're going to be talking about today is how other organizations can leverage gig-like solutions to tap into talents of their existing workforce. So kind of just reskilling people um, and, and using their talents that might be outside of their initial you know, job description to really leverage um, who you have working for you already. We did a little bit of research, as we always do every week, Um, and according to Small Business Labs, over one-third of U.S. workers participate in the gig economy in some way, shape, or form, so either through their primary or secondary jobs.
1: It's it's amazing. Uh, 36 percent, one-third. It feels like... The gig economy took the world by storm and we're not looking back anymore. Um, It has has changed the way that we live our lives, the way that we travel, the way that we order food, even during a a pandemic. Um, And when we think about it in the sense of leveraging it, in your workplace, it's it's typically something that is a little different, right? We think of gigs as side hustles, but they can be applied to your business. And the, the perfect analogy that I love to think about this is when you are looking for new talent, typically you're not looking for that one person that can do one thing very well. You want somebody who is a Swiss army knife, right? When we enter unforeseen circumstances, like a pandemic, uh, you want somebody that can be able to pick things up and move along. And I did some research and I found uh, there was a Forbes article written by Dan Pontefract. So I hope that I'm saying that like, Dan, if you're listening, I apologize. Um, But there is a treasure trove of hidden talent within organizations, if we were to tap into that through an internal gig economy platform, giving employees the chance to dedicate just 10 to 20% of their time towards in-house gigs, he is certain, and this is a quote, certain you would see improvements in such things as retention, internal networks, job satisfaction, psychological commitment, uh, customer satisfaction, as well as employee engagement. Now, that is a big claim. Mm -hmm. There is a a lot going on there. Um, And I know that there are lots of organizations right now looking to leverage gigs within their company. And today, Natalie, we are joined by someone doing just that. Um, So who are we having on the show today?
2: So, today we're actually going to bring on Renee Robidoux from Lando Lakes, uh, and she is Senior Manager of Talent Acquisition to talk to us about how Lando Lakes is going to be leveraging gigs and already is leveraging gigs within her organization. So, we're super excited to bring her on. Awesome. Hi, Renee. Re- Renee, how, Hi, are how are you?
0: Good. I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for joining us. Um, it is it is a pleasure having you on the show, and I know you are knee-deep in everything gigs right now, but my first question for you is, you are Senior Manager of Talent Acquisition at Land of Lakes. Um, what's a little bit about your professional background? And the second part to that is, I know whenever I think Land of Lakes, I think butter, but I know there is a lot of other things going on there. So could you tell me a little bit about your experience as well as what's going on at Land of Lakes?
0: Again, I am senior manager of talent acquisition for Land O'Lakes. I have 25 years in the human resource discipline. My focus has been primarily on global talent acquisition, global mobility, foreign assignments, uh, workforce planning, and now starting this journey on uh, internal mobility, and I'm really passionate about it. Land O'Lakes is a $14 billion privately held company. It is owned by co ops, our co op members. And we have a number of different business segments. Um, the first is what you mentioned our dairy business segment, and that's a consumer foods division. We also own Purina, which most people may not realize. So for, I'm sure many of you are familiar with the Purina brand. And then we also have um, a consulting arm called Winfield United. And this group is uh, responsible for consulting with farmers around the world on how to um, have sustainable farming and how they can produce better yields using technology and other uh, techniques to help them be very successful. As we know, especially right now with COVID, um, our food supply is so very important. Very true.
2: Well, thank you so much. Um, so we're really interested to understand because we know um, Lando has always um, been very forward thinking and especially, you know, your partnership with BNAM. You guys have been so super engaged. So we'd love to understand kind of what those initiatives are that you have around gigs right now.
0: So I think we've always had project work and we've always had short term assignments. We've even had foreign assignments uh, opportunities for employees. But there's never really been a way to be transparent about this to our employee population. I think on the talent acquisition side, the recruiting team has been focused on full-time internal opportunities and full-time external sourcing for talent that we need to fill some of our vacancies. And our talent management group has always done a great job with succession planning and some of those formal HR annual programs. But there really hasn't been an opportunity to focus on short-term skill building or um, advertising or being transparent with some of the really great work that's happening across the company so employees can get engaged and also participate in some of these, um, these projects.
2: Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So when did you... As an organization, kind of first become interested in the concept of internal gigs for employees. I mean, from what I'm hearing, it kind of sounds like you're trying to centralize it a little bit and make it more um, tightened up as a process.
0: Well, when COVID started, we had business segments um, change so rapidly, the market shifted so quickly, and some of the areas of our company were extremely busy, and others slowed um, because of the impact. And our CEO asked HR, how can we de- redeploy our talent from areas of the company that have slowed to areas of the company that really need help and support right now? And I think uh, we looked at ourselves and said, we don't really have an infrastructure or a process to, to meet this request very quickly. And so we had to scramble to try to get something uh, put in place and, of course, um It was a manual process just to get this up and running.
2: Right. That makes sense. So uh, you talked about a manual process. Um, What other challenges um, or goals are you hoping that gigs uh, can address for you?
0: So I think for us, uh, short term, we're looking for ways to be agile. How can we quickly move talent? Um, But really long term, We would like gigs to be a way for the employees to gain exposure to other areas of the company, give them an opportunity to develop their skills, um, support the company on different uh, project aspects. And a lot of our employees have um, a great ability to make unique contributions to the company. So how can we expand that for them? But also it gives managers a chance to learn about other employees, other talent across the organization and um, Get a get time to spend with that talent because they may be interested in moving or working in other parts of the business. So I think it could be beneficial for both our employees as well as our um, business segments and management team.
1: I couldn't agree more, Renee. When you you talk to people about their professional experience, um, whether it be in marketing, whether it be in talent acquisition it never starts there, right? Everyone always starts with a role and they kind of move throughout organizations and, and switch organizations. And it's it's a process, right? Um, so for those of you just joining as well, we are joined by uh, Renee Rabadu from Land of Lakes. And today we are Orlando Lakes. We are talking all about Gigs and the internal marketplace. Now, Renee, I know that you are still in the process of, of setting up gigs and, and still getting ready to roll that out. Um, what goes into that process? You mentioned you had some previous um, project-based work that you were working on, but what really, what steps do you have to take to, to roll out a gigs program?
0: So, I think uh, for us, we um, when we had the request from the CEO, we had to very quickly try to figure out what tools and systems we could put in place to try to support her request. And at the beginning of the year, we had implemented Phenom's CRM tool. And we started to reach out to our vendors to see if they had any type of platform or technology that could help us with more of an internal gig capability. So um, Phenom was great to help us take a look at um, their gigs module, And they also have an internal mobility module that we've been reviewing. Uh, We've completed functional testing on it right now because, believe me, we started this work and this journey on spreadsheets. And we'd really like to move off our spreadsheets uh, and get this into a really great technology platform. So um, what went into setting this up? We've been working with Phenom's product and technology manager, along with our HRIS department, like I said, to Run scripts, run scenarios, take a look at the functionality, provide feedback, and then um, see if we can customize it to to support our existing and future business needs. Uh,
1: Nothing like a a message from the CEO to to really kick the the motor into gear, right? Um, That that certainly always gets me going, uh, no matter what time the the email comes through. But uh, my next question for you is, how do you educate managers um, to ensure adoption with a program like this? Is it, hey, the CEO put this into motion, let's get it out there? Or is there a a process that you roll out to educate them on that?
0: I think we were very fortunate that it did start at the executive level. I think any HR person or any person trying to um, roll out any type of enterprise-wide program would say that you really need executive level support. And so we were fortunate that we had that, um, and then that cascaded through the organization. So we have been meeting with managers and employees um, to tell us if they do have capacity to help in this case, or managers if they have um, short-term, quick business needs that they need fulfilled. And then we've also been working with our internal communications department to make sure that we keep it in front of our employees and our managers, uh, putting um, updates out on our intranet for employees to review um, we'll be working on testimonials so they can um, share in some of the experiences that the employees are having. Um, but we do want to keep keep the initiative alive, um, keep it moving forward. So it's important that we uh, put those messages out in front of, of our um, employee base. But we also know, I think in HR, that there's always barriers, uh, cultural barriers when you're trying something new. And we know that um, managers are hesitant to share talent. They have work and things that they would like accomplished by their teams. Um, So we're trying to break through that barrier. And we also know, especially in this business climate, sometimes employees are afraid to raise their hand and tell their manager that they do have a few hours a week, or they do have a little bit of time that they could um, participate and support other parts of the company. So we're, again, we're trying to be sensitive to that and making sure we're clear with our messaging and, um, help them adapt in
1: a way of thinking no so that's you're you're absolutely right and in, in this time of uncertainty it, it is a little fearful to say hey I, I need some more work to do over here um, but it's exciting to hear that you've you found some ways to um, circumvent that issue and, and get it right in front of you know, the employees. You understand everyone's instance is going to be different. But um, as you mentioned, communicating with managers and, and going top down from that, saying, hey, we're rolling this out. Um, and also, I think taking a look at it from the, the fact that the business needs this work done. right? Um, and you'd rather look internally for that first. As opposed to looking externally, because as we all know, that can get a little I can get a little pricey right from from time to time. Um, So, Natalie, I know you have another question on the internal marketplace. I'll hand it over to you.
2: Yeah. Um, So I was hoping to understand um, just any insights that you could provide to anybody watching right now on exploring an internal marketplace or gigs right now. You know what what types of insights can you share there?
0: I think um, it's really important to, um, like I mentioned, make sure you have good support through the organization to help it be successful. Um, I do think that um, it was helpful for us to talk to other companies, maybe benchmark, see what other organizations are doing. How did they set up their internal gig structure? What kind of resources did they um, put in place to, to support it? Um, what type of technology are they using to enable it? And just share experiences. I know that we talked to other organizations and there were a lot of different ways that people were um, looking at this work. Some large global companies were only piloting this in one business segment or uh, they might have had a very unique business need at a certain level of the organization or um, talent pool that they were focused on. So every business has a different um, priority, a different business objective or need. So make sure you're really tied to that in your company, but then also reach out to other organizations to find out and get advice on how they're being successful.
2: Yeah, that's great advice. Um, and I think that leads me to my next question, which is also my favorite question to ask customers coming from the customer success team, um, which is how do you plan on measuring success? What what makes it measurable? And kind of what, it, what are you going to be tracking as, as you roll this out?
0: So I think right now, um, we, for those of you um, who have worked in the agency environment, <laughs> you know, we've been managing it a little bit similar to uh, that business model where we reach out to managers who have employees helping them with project work or have been placed on assignment and just checking in um, every other week to see how the work's going, how things are progressing, if the talent need is being met. But we're also reaching out to the employees bi-weekly just to see, hey, how is this going? Um, Are you glad that you did this? What are you learning? Are you are you glad that you're getting exposure to a different part of the company? Would you do it again? Um, so just right now, it's anecdotal checking in, making sure it's kind of qualitatively going well. And in the future, we really would like to try to enable technology so that we can do a better job of reporting. Um, To your point, that we can report back to executives on cost management, cost savings, um, how many people we have working out on different gigs, and then any different analysis that we might be able to do uh, to support the company and this initiative. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome.
1: For for those of you just joining, um, we this is the Talent Experience Live show. We are on with Renee Rabadu from Land O Lakes. Uh, feel free to drop any questions, comments in the comment section. Uh, we are happy to hear from you, um, Renee. You had mentioned that uh, the way that you got this started and and where you sought for advice was from organizations who were already starting the process or already throughout the process. I am now going to give you the platform to offer any suggestions on how to get started with a gigs program for those who may be interested in it.
0: I think uh, for those in the HR discipline, um, if you've been kind of paying attention to external market trends right now, um, you'll realize that this, there is a huge groundswell around this topic right now. Um, I think you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the broadcast that um, gigs have been known to drive employee engagement and help develop skill sets for employees in the organization. Um, Also obviously manage costs um, to the company, but also help the company respond more quickly to business needs, customer needs. And um, I can say from experiencing COVID or any market downturn, that typically that shines such a big light on either HR or your function to look at areas where you really need to focus on improvement. And certainly COVID did this for us um, and the HR function to know that we need to do a better job, um, moving talent and moving talent more quickly, being transparent with our opportunities um, so that we can come out of these types of downturns more successfully. So again, I would just say, um, take take a little bit of time. In our case, we had to move very quickly, Uh, but we did take a few moments just to... um, Take other's temperature, check with other companies um, and try to bring in some of those insights to make sure we're doing the best possible um, setting this up as successfully as we could.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So we did get a comment that came through and this is Jen from Cigna. Uh, Hi, Jen. Thank you for for commenting. Um, How do you determine what are the minimum skills uh, for an employee to move from one role to another?
0: So I think in this case, we're talking about just short-term gigs. Um, Gigs could be a project. Gigs could last for a week, just a couple of hours. Um, They could be a foreign assignment. (laughs) They could last for a couple of years. So really, these are not uh, full-time placements. These are just short-term. We have been working with Phenom specifically. Um, Employees are able to put in a talent profile and able to select what skills that they have. And that's really been extremely helpful. I know a lot of talent acquisition teams or HR um, professionals wish they could go into some system and search their internal talent network for the skills that they need, uh, either for a gig or sometimes for a full-time opportunity inside the company. And that's been um, really fantastic functionality and very much needed.
1: Yeah, I think it's to that point, when we talked at the, the top of the broadcast about the ability to, to see those skills, that's exactly what, what Giggs is doing, right? It's, it's the ability to test someone out in a new environment, um, see if they are successful with it, and also offer um, to, to teach them, right? To, to work with them on um, the roles that they may be interested in and, and give them exposure to what a day in their life would look like. for for them, because we all love that talent acquisition question, right? What, what does the typical day in the life look like? Um, During a pandemic, it looks like absolute madness, right? That's, that's what the typical day is. So this um, gives them some insight. Uh, Thank you so much, Jen, for the question. And then, Renee, I had one more question for you. You had mentioned the use of spreadsheets um, previously. Uh, How do you see technology helping this process along? Even though no hard feelings towards spreadsheets, they serve (laughs) a great purpose, Um, but how can technology help you along with this process?
0: Well, I think we've all started initiatives on spreadsheets and it's probably not where (laughs) where we want to be long-term. So we are, we will be, very um, excited to enable technology just to help, as I said, be transparent with our employees, let them know about opportunities, uh, be able to use AI technology to to alert employees to the opportunities, and help us uh, make them aware. And then I think, um, as I mentioned, just Ability, abilities opportunity even before we potentially go outside either for an external gig worker or an um, external uh, to fill a vacancy that we have in the company.
1: Awesome, awesome. So AI, huge there. And for those of you who want to learn more about AI, check out our last episode. Uh, we talked with one of our product managers here, uh, answered all that you need to know. So happy to hear that technology and artificial intelligence is going to help push this narrative. Natalie, I will hand it over to you because I promised that that was my last question. And <laughs> I don't want to be called a liar.
2: Well, it looks like we, uh, we have another comment that came in here. I think, so Jen asked a follow-up question about AI, which I think, um, we pretty much answered. But another question that we have is what approaches have worked to support departments and teams to allow for an employee to participate in a gig experience?
0: I think uh, for us, like I said, it's just um, trying to try for HR and leadership team to try to move remove some of those cultural barriers that every company experiences with trying to share talent across the organization. And I think we we do have to like with any initiative, keep it in front of our employees, let them know um, that it's alive and well. We want to hear from them, and um, they have the opportunity to take advantage of it. And help grow their career. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So, any parting thoughts uh, on gigs and kind of last uh, final words of encouragement or um, recommendations that you have for those who might be thinking about leveraging gigs in the future?
0: I think it's really exciting. Um, I I know that um, gigs is a huge growing part of our economy. Um, We've been really focused on external gigs for a number of years, uh, gig workers. But I think, as I said, there there is a huge groundswell now to think about trying to leverage talent inside your organization, retain talent, um, hold on to all that organizational knowledge, and also give employees opportunity to continue to build their skill sets and um, help them um, create a long-term journey with the organization.
1: It makes sense. Renee, thank you so much for joining us and and taking time out of your busy day. Uh, We greatly appreciated it. Um, Wish you nothing but the best. And we'll we'll have to have you on soon Uh, once you get gigs up and running and rolling out. And we'll we'll talk about those success stories. Thank you
0: both. Thanks for your time today.
1: Well. Lot to learn there. Lot, lot of great information, Natalie. And it, it's funny when we talk about gigs, and I know we have another guest on, so I promise not to to go on this long tangent. Um, but when we think about working from home and the burnout that comes along with that, right? We're we're no longer taking that time to intermingle with different teams and and breaking up our day. We we talked about breaking up our days a couple weeks ago as well. Um, gigs is a perfect opportunity to to get work done in your organization as well as keep employees engaged by offering them something new right something exciting so um awesome stuff Uh, i will now bring on our next guest who is john deal he is a product manager here at phenom um, who's very closely associated with gigs and i know has a personal relationship with renee uh rolling out the gigs program so john welcome on how are you today
3: Oh, I'm I'm fantastic, <laughs> Devin. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well. It looks like you're in your kitchen. Are you about to eat some lunch? This is. This is my office. I try to keep it as fully stocked as possible. So I have a fridge and an oven and a microwave just at my fingertips.
1: I I think all office environments should include a a fridge and an oven and and all of those things at your fingertips. Um, But John, we're not here to talk about your kitchen. We are here to talk about gigs. So I know that you are closely aligned with the product at Phenom. Uh, When you have conversations with organizations and companies rolling this out, um, what are some insights that you can offer or some success stories that they have had.
3: Sure. So I think Renee touched on, on one of the most important things, which is really the communication to the rest of the organization and making sure that um, first off that management is aligned and understands that this is something that is going to be helpful where nobody's trying to poach talent from anybody, right. We're trying to all, um, all get along um, and offer opportunities within within the company and i think that that's that's a very important first step even before the program rolls out to make sure that that management is aligned and then you know taking the next step to make sure that employees understand what is what the whole gig program is about what is expected of them and um, ultimately get everybody on the same page in the organization so that you can hit the ground running
2: yeah, that totally makes sense. So with that in mind, what advice can you give Renee and her gigs adventure that she's embarking on at Land Lakes?
3: Oh, Renee is, uh, actually, I am the apprentice and she is the master in this, uh, relationship. She's been helping, helping guide me. And her team has been helping guide me in, um, in pushing the product forward and making sure it fits the needs of her organization as well as other organizations. Um, but you know, I think that she has a, a great plan in place and that she's very clearly outlining who are the people that can create gigs, who are the people that can participate in gigs, what are the types of gigs that are going to be posted. Uh, for the gig creators, uh, we've kind of equipped her team with, here are some training materials that will tell you how to create a gig, which sounds like it's uh, pretty straightforward, but if you are a hiring manager who's never written a job description or anything before, then you can then you don 't know the uh the scariness of sitting down with your keys on the keyboard and figuring out oh wait how do i how do I now become a marketer real quick and try to source some talent so um, I think it's just making sure that, that that people have those materials available and that they understand what they should be putting into. A gig. It's not as simple as just saying need a presentation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you need to give some context.
1: Awesome, um, John. We we got a, a great comment uh, from Jonathan Dale. Uh, he says project or task and no budget post an internal gig so beneficial to everyone involved. And I think that's one thing that we haven't talked about, right? Is is that there doesn't necessarily have to be compensation tied to a gig or tied to an internal marketplace. It's, It's more so about getting individuals exposure. Now, John, when I think of an aha moment where it's like, oh, you know what? I need this technology. I can typically pinpoint one conversation that I have or one moment in time. How do organizations figure out when that aha moment is? Is that I need to roll out some sort of gig platform to to reduce some of the, my my stress and, and some of my problems?
3: Yeah, so I you know I I think there's a couple different factors, uh, Devin. For sure, for I think for Lando Lakes, uh, the aha moment was. Um, the similar to a lot of other aha moments that are currently going on, which is there's a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, but rest assured that uh, we're not counting on that to be the aha moment going forward. Um, So I think, um, I think really the aha moment for most organizations is that there is a plethora of talent within the organization and not a lot of visibility to the skills that are available Right. Like um, resumes only go so far. And so so I think that the driving there's a driver for organizations to try and understand their internal talent. And gigs is a great way to help expose that internal talent because it, it helps. It does two things, right? It's not simply just the reporting, like, "Hey, tell me, can you play the piano?" Or, right, like it's it's actually somebody actually coming through and executing on something, um, and it, it so it gives the employees something that they can actually participate in and and demonstrate their skills, and then gives the company the assurance that, hey, that those skills actually exist. It's not just the form that somebody filled out. They went through and executed on a product launch, or they went through and uh, and put together a marketing campaign or whatever the, whatever the gig might be. Yeah, I have
2: sense. Um, so with that in mind, John, and kind of, um, you know, building off of that, what are some good examples of gigs that you can share?
3: Um, sure. So some of the some of the areas of success that some of our customers have, um, especially recently with some of the idle talent, is that they've um, taken some technical uh, or technology advancements rather rapidly. And so, when you do that, there's a need to also make sure that the quality is high. And so, it's good oftentimes to get a lot of eyes on new products uh, that are going out the door uh, in short time frames, in long time frames. So. One area of success has been uh, getting people to participate in feedback on the user experience and the quality of, of products, uh, mostly software products. But uh, that's one area where people have leveraged. Uh, also, content is a good uh, gig. So uh, marketing content, um, even if it's just help with documentation or training materials. Uh, there are people out there who, uh, can participate in, in, uh, contributing to that content. And, you know, some people like to write and don't have an outlet for it. So, uh, those types of, uh, requests also make good gigs is, um, uh, content for blogs or, um, uh, other material.
1: Uh, John, we we talked about some of the challenges uh, a little bit earlier with Renee, and and some of the challenges of rolling them out, you know, in an organization. Um, because you are our in-house gig expert, I have to ask you: uh, Have you done any gigs at Phenom? And if so, what have the challenges been for you personally, not just um, you know, agnostically?
3: Yeah. So um, I think that if I could, if if we had the gig platform live a lot sooner, then yes, I would definitely be the, I'd probably be number one on the leaderboard right now. So, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to toot my own horn, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I can, since I'm the only one on here. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I have tried to, to uh, participate in a number of different places. So, you know, Phenom has had the opportunity to be, successful over the past year and grow pretty rapidly and as, as that's happened i think that the you know the the need within the organization and and people understanding who can uh, uh, part, uh participate in different things it becomes more and more complicated to understand where those level those areas of expertise lie especially with new people right because they might be coming into one position but they have such a diverse background that they can Help in other places, right? So, um, so those are the types of of gigs that I have tried to help participate in is ones where I kind of have a background that that isn't necessarily in in something that might be related to HR, but it might be related to a specific hiring need in a specific area because I come from different industry, and so I can put I can add from uh, expertise uh, perspective. My challenges with gigs, uh, I think, are really that I uh, I overcommit <laughs> <laughs> uh, on on when I'm going to turn things around. So as um, so as as one of our colleagues, uh, Monica, she's very patient, and uh, I thank her for that uh, because uh, some things have showed up a little bit later than I said they would. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, with that in mind, um, you know, and we talked a lot about present state and kind of uh, the driver for a lot of people, right, is the, the global situation that we're in, which uh, nobody can get enough of the topic, honestly. Um, but what is the, the future of gigs that you see in terms of how how companies can leverage it and and how you think it's going to evolve
3: Sure. So the I think that the our initial intention with gigs was really focusing on upskilling and we kind of shifted away from that over the last couple of months because of the idle talent, right? So as that as we come out of this and people are then going to be focusing more on career pathing and making sure that they have complete visibility to where people want to go, I think gigs will again, morph into more and more of an, of an upskilling opportunity for those folks and will really be a component of driving career pathing and succession planning and skills validation throughout the organization. Um, while still, of course, having the ancillary benefit that you don't, you can minimize your expense, uh, by going outside. Um, so that's, that's a big area. And then, you know, the other thing that, 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 we're focusing on from a phenom perspective is uh, getting alumni uh, engaged in gigs. So there are people who leave an organization on perfectly good terms for whatever reason, want to stay in touch and may have some level of knowledge that they can bring to bear in a meaningful fashion for that organization. So we see extending it, extending the internal talent marketplace to like internal and a half and kind of building the umbrella over those alumni as well. Uh, A great
1: example of that would be blogs, right? You, uh, you, you have written a a couple of blogs yourself and I'm sure that there have been individuals who have left organizations all over the globe who still hold that expertise and can still certainly be leveraged in, in that sense. So it's awesome to hear what the future holds for gigs, even though the present is so exciting. Um, John, before we let you go, any uh, final thoughts, any, any parting shots, um, around gigs and and the internal talent marketplace? Uh,
3: no, my, my, the big thing I wanted to say, Devin, is that, um, we know that you're scared out there. Some people are a little bit nervous about picking this up. They think it's a huge deal. Um, and no, you know, that has nothing to do with my name. Um, but (laughs) it's, uh, it can be a little bit scary, but, uh, you know, I, I, now is the time to rip off the band-aid and uh you know our team will help you rip it off right so we understand it's not just a tool we're providing you but we're it's the it's the change management component of that as well and 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 we'll help get you there so if you're willing to take the leap we'll take the leap with you
1: awesome well thank you so much for joining us we we greatly appreciate it and we'll let you get back to your home office and, and maybe you'll raid the fridge or, or pop something in
3: the oven Thanks, buddy.
2: Thanks, Natalie. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, John. So we have another comment um, that we just wanted to to pop up here. Uh, Love the idea to include alumni. And I... I have to agree with this. I think it's so great, especially for people who leave on good terms. It's it's keeping that bridge open um, and and knowing that you can always go back to that person, even if it is just for a short term project to say, hey, you know, we know where your skills are and where they lie um, and we could really use your help here. And I think that's just awesome.
1: No, it, it, it certainly is awesome. Um, I love learning about gigs. I always think of them, um, specifically for uh, people entering the workforce, right? Entry level positions, internships, uh, individuals who may not know which direction they want to take their career. Um, so by giving them an opportunity to, to kind of test trial out different areas of the business could be hugely successful for you. Um, And the ability to grab that talent early and have them hooked in into something they're passionate about rather than them bouncing around from from organization to organization. In which case, you can still reach out to them and offer them another gig, right? They would be hopefully happy happy alumni. Um, But Natalie, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I would be remiss to not mention that Phenom launched uh, three new playbooks this week on HR resiliency, uh, virtual hiring. Uh, as well as uh, employee agility and of course, talent recovery. And there is a lot of great stuff on gigs. There also feel free to check out our blogs around gigs. We have a couple up on our website. It's phenom.com. I'm sure you can find it super easy leveraging Google or, or, Google or something like that. Uh, it'd be funny if Google went by giggle. Um, but <laughs> Anyway, um, Natalie, thank you again for another successful episode. I look forward to chatting with you next week and uh, we'll see you soon.
2: Thanks, Devin. Bye, everyone.